Welcome to the Underground Click Podcast. My name is Killer King, owner, operator, CEO of Underground Click Clothing and Music Podcast. With me, we got Muse sitting in. What up? We also have our buddy Shrek sitting in. What up? And we got the man of very few words, the number one guy, B-Ride. And with us today, we have Jimmy Huffman. What's good? How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. How about you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. We've been excited to try to get you in here the last couple of weeks, and we finally fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> Took a minute. Took a minute. But it's the way things go sometimes, especially in the pandemic era. Right? Yeah, for sure. So how you been, man? What, what kind of projects are you into these days? Uh, these days, uh, right now, it's just uh, <laughs> hanging fortress practice. That's all it's been, because obviously no one has been able to play shows, at least not. Uh, without getting canceled or yeah, getting screwed uh, around somehow. Or yeah, extreme yeah. COVID restrictions. We had to deal with that with our Highway to Halloween event we threw last uh, Devil's Night. Yeah. Last Devil's Night. Last Devil's Night. Uh, so I've just been working on that. Um, we just put out a record. Um, Plug that shit. Plug it. Great last record. week. Uh, came out on the sixth. It's called Darkness Devours. Uh, it's on, uh, came out through Redefining Darkness Records, um, and our page has just blown up. It's amazing what to watch. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I just made a parlor account uh, just to, to shitpost to right-wingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, so I, I keep seeing like random references to whatever this parlor thing is, and I'm usually pretty well out of the loop when it comes mm-hmm. to social media shit. So what the fuck is it? <laughs> uh, from what I've seen, uh, it was just started by a bunch of um, Trump supporting crybabies um, that kind of just wanted to post what they want, like they're racist and. Oh, so it's like kind of like a wild west kind of social media platform. I think so. I think so. Like, oh, I don't follow anyone or anything yet, um, but like seeing what other people like screenshot and put on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, <clears throat> like I've that's what I've seen. So you decided to go shit post mode. I appreciate that kind of shit <laughs> for sure. Was, yeah. I mean, someone's got to put the racists in check. Someone's got to be the lone warrior over there fighting the good fight. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag anti. And not only is it like underground click always. When, whenever I see people like shit posting, on one hand you get the people that are just like absolutely like way off on left field, fucking just tearing these people apart over dumb <laughs> shit. And then on the other hand, you get people that are like kind of doing that, but like making an actual point. Mm. So I appreciate the shit out of shit shit posting. Just because it's entertaining, regardless. yeah. Oh yeah, I'll get a good chalk. I don't shit post much, but uh, like Benji, for example, oh, he's fuck. just the master of shit posting. He is like he is constant on something. At least on Facebook, what I see, he's always shit posting. Twitter, something. it's Twitter too. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I only have Facebook. I don't really do too much social media. Yeah, I don't either. But. Some of Even though they should, because now that they're involved in a music podcast, they really should be on social media. I know, I know. Yeah. I'll back I, I'm talking to my people, getting things sorted out for that. Yeah, I'm talking, <laughs> talking to my people. Talking to my people. I got people, you know, research and development, black leather gloves and all. And people tell Kill the King, I have too big of an ego. They already got people. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, all right, so you've been uh, recording for Hanging Fortress. You still play with uh, Grubby Paws? Yeah, um, Grubby Paws is still a band. Uh, we just haven't, besides Ian and I, um, we haven't really seen each other since March. Yeah, uh, it seems like that's been a like really big thing with a lot of you know actual band band mm-hmm. is not being able to get everybody in one room together at the same time yeah um like our our drummer um love the absolute shit out of him um but uh <clears throat> i would say he's kind of been like the one to be the safest out of all of us um and that's what also really practice so um that's kind of just put us back yeah on that especially having like a a person's home be the practice space like Mm -hmm. i know there's at least a few people that i'm aware of that have like a room at the collingwood art center so they can you know let's make this place dirty not our own homes right um and especially like um ian and i like um we work in like factories and warehouses we're Mm -hmm. around like hundreds of different people a day so i would i i'm completely you know understanding why someone else wouldn't want to bring us back into their home time and then uh northern shores um has practiced a few times uh working on new stuff um trevor is mostly the main writer for that so um, he kind of just writes ideas all on his own, like skeletons of ideas, and then sends them to us, and then we critique, change. Kind of bounce it around. And then we practice on our own, and then we go to practice and play it out. So, well, At least that's going for you. I know there's been a lot of people that have told me that they've just, they've not been able to get shit done with the way that things are. It's It's bad. Like, I, I know it's really bad for a lot of people, like way worse than I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially to be able to like produce and release uh, an album during a lockdown pandemic thing where, you know, establishments are getting kind of pissy about it. And then mm-hmm. you got people that are trying to be safe at their homes and everything. So it's definitely like been like a, a really weird experience because like I never thought that I would get signed in general. But for one, getting signed during a pandemic, releasing a record during a pandemic, getting hundreds and hundreds of new fans and followers during a pandemic is is just absolute like mind blowing yeah. experience. Yeah, we've words. experienced a little bit of the same thing with you know doing this, like kind of popping out in the middle of a damn pandemic, you know, just without notice. And things picked up with us pretty quick too. But I mean, people are just sitting at home, you know. Yeah sitting on their computers or their phones or whatever and they're like oh uh hanging fortress just released a new record i'll go listen i'll share it on facebook i'll share it on twitter you know same thing with your guys' podcast so here's open right. <laughs> <Great segue. laughs> yeah need more shares guys yeah always good shares right yeah sometimes we have to remind people like hey you're on this too like go ahead and push that out there a little bit right. nobody's gonna listen to a podcast that is like focusing on you if you're not willing to like promote that you've done it yeah the problem with uh your guys market in general too is 
because it's a pandemic, you've got so many more people starting podcasts. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of big, become oversaturated. Yeah, a little bit. I figured time will probably take care of that one. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, we the, talk the about The real it. ones will stay. You know, the people that are actually about it and then yeah. the people that kind of just hop on the wagon will fall off. Yeah, we talked about that before with uh, people like learning to play instruments and starting bands and everything. And then they realize how much more work goes into it rather than just sitting at your house and practicing. Like you got to do the meetups for practice. You got to set up for shows. You got to do shows, all that shit. And a lot of people are just like, yeah, not for me. Right. And so for hours back and forth with promoter and promoter to do all your shows and juggle all your gigs and all the other behind the scenes yeah, work that we really do. Yeah. We, like you said, you don't think I sleep. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh, the, most of the time he's sending me shit at like four or five o'clock in the morning and I'm like just getting ready to wake up for work. It's like, dude, this guy's been up since fucking like eight o'clock yesterday. <laughs> fucking just going hard on shit because he's constantly doing, you know, between us dealing with the podcast stuff, which, you know, turns out is a lot more work and homework than we thought originally. But I mean, we're kind of going with the flow with it and making it happen. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he's got his own music stuff. He's doing, you know, the graphic design shit, making merch. Yeah, and I noticed that. that. It looks really good. Yeah. I mean, I walk in here a lot of times and he's working mm -hmm. on it. The, you know, something similar to that where he's changing something up, color schemes, dimensions, shit like that. And literally just drew us a new fucking, like, underground click logo <laughs> a couple of days ago that I got to digitize. You Not know? at all surprised. That was on the to-do list that never got to the, the vectorize before the podcast. Today. Yeah, there was a point in time where I was under the assumption that he just, like, ran on, like, big batteries, and this dude fucking changes them out as he sees them start slowing down. <laughs> kind of like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to put a new core in. <laughs> I'm alive! Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of work just to, like, keep things rolling. And it's good that people, like, you are passionate about, you know, playing and shit. Because I've even sat in on a practice with, like, you and Benji and Randy and Rob. Yeah. And, like, just sitting there seeing you guys go from, like, a, a warm-up kind of playing around with an idea to it, like, developing into something. Like, you can see the passion in the music from each individual person coming yeah. together. Especially because I think when you guys were doing that, you were trying to write a cover song. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like down to the wire where you guys had like a week or something like that before the show. Yeah, was I think happen. that was the Disney show. That might be it. Uh, OT shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we did uh, After Today from the Goofy movie. And that song is not great picture. no not at all no, but not, like not i got to watch that punk at all and so we had to like go in and, and basically just rewrite every progression to make it sound like full bore for one which is a sound on its own right and two at least make it sound not sort over of, sort of like not over full too. bore yeah like at least three-quarter bore right <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to give them the full board. It's Disney after all, you know. They can't handle that. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like I might be remembering it incorrectly, but like me and Benji showed up and somebody walked in and they had like, uh, like just random notes written down on a piece of paper, Randy, like handed yeah. it out to everybody and was like, go with that. And then it started there and it just like blossomed throughout the night. Dude, I would love to go sit in one of these. Yeah, I was sitting behind a drum kit in the corner just getting blasted with music. Because of the shape of those rooms, like 
it was kind of like I am right here, but it's all one straight wall. So like everything's hitting me. I'm like, then you got other bands playing in there. And, but no, it was a fun process to just even sit in on. Right. But it like it did uh, kind of project your um, your passion for the music too. Because oh, for sure. I, I feel like I remember one point I was like, yeah, he's fucking feeling it now. Like he's getting into the fucking groove. He's hammering this shit. Up. Well, that's that's funny too that you saw that because um, after that day, get it after today. Um, anyways, after that, or be, Segways, man. before Segways. before that day, um, I didn't mean to see it, say after, but I was I had after today on the mind. But anyway, no, before good. that day, um, I hadn't seen the Goofy movie since I was like knee high to a duck. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, <clears throat> hearing, like, I, so I, and I'm the biggest procrastinator in the world. I mean, I was late today. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> um, At least you showed up. We had people say, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to be there hours later. No show. So, yeah. Better um, late than never, we always say. And plus, unfortunately, we were still doing some things to make sure that. All of the podcasts and all of the networks get to all of the listeners this time. Oh, yeah. So we had some technical difficulties. We're, we're dealing with some wires well. So it worked out for all parties. That's good. Um, <laughs> but before that day, uh, I had, to my knowledge, never heard that song. At least not. I didn't listen to that song in, like, a musical sense. Like, I didn't listen to it with the intent of learning it. Right. I didn't right. listen to it as, oh, this is... It's like remembering that there was one point that you heard the Phil Collins song in Tarzan, but you don't remember shit else. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it existed. And pretty much when I hear Phil Collins, I just hear do 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 Here's a fucking genius. Yeah, that I think that beat just fucking is glued in everybody's like instincts at this point. Yeah. Like you hear that and you know it's Phil Collins. Somebody can try and write something close to it and everybody will think Phil and no Collins. No one's come close. Phil Collins is one of the most go hards of all go hards. Like, <laughs> he went hard on the Tarzan soundtrack, went hard on that song. Oh man, he made everybody else on that soundtrack look like fools. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was upstaging the shit out of some people. Uh what's his uh, good work, Phil? What's his face? I feel like this room is missing my American Psycho pop Bible for this part of the, <laughs> the conversation right now. <laughs> made made uh, Randy Newman look like a fool. You got a friend you got in a friend me. me. You got a friend in me. I feel like that's another one of those iconic songs that you'll never forget where that song came from. Forever. I, I honestly like can't believe they... Uh, Contracted him, contracted him, uh, contracted, contract, contracted. <laughs> they contracted they the Newman. His but, hair started shifting white. He started man. talking low. <laughs> they had him do the James and the Giant Peach soundtrack too, and I, I just, I can't believe it because I absolutely <laughs> hate his voice. <laughs> you gotta think that mixed with claymation Tim Burton too. Yeah, yeah, Tim Burton. Not a combo. You he just does what he wants. <laughs> It doesn't have to make sense. Tim Burton likes it. I can just see it and now. It it's like movie. Kenny G doing a music video, but he totally has Marilyn Manson's star in the entire music video like he's Kenny G. No, reason, <laughs> no rhyme or reason. These these two things don't really go together. Why are they together right now? I can just see it now. Like, 
Randy Newman coming up to Tim Burton. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I got out a song for you. Tim Tim a song about Jerry Peach. Why the fuck did you let this goon in here? <laughs> Who let this goon in here? <laughs> I got a spooky lyric. There's a lyric about a spider in Oh, oh my god. god. Like it. <laughs> uh, nah, they used the whole Randy Newman thing for that episode of Family Guy where he's eating the apples and oh. chapter <laughs> uh, nuclear apocalypse. Takes a bite. Takes a bite. One step, two step. One step, two. So, yeah, you guys had to do that. So, I mean, I don't. I used to play like quite a bit more like in high school and like in my early twenties, but I'm so far out of the loop of even playing that like a process of taking something like a song like that. That's not intended to be like a full bore style. Like what the hell does it take to make that conversion? <laughs> he came a long way since uh, our days is our, 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 progressive thrash metal death metal band when we were roommates back in the day yeah <laughs> yeah that was literally consisted of a drummer a bassist and a horror core rapper <laughs> the old plug for thunder there's an umlaut over that it, it's spelled very, very provocatively but it's not how it's pronounced people so Hashtag don't cancel us. We don't do that anymore. We never released a thing. Not a single thing. It was like one of the most minimal effort bands in the world. We met up for like three practices. I wrote three fucking songs for that. <laughs> I did the most work. You guys are just like, yeah, the song just sound like this. Our drummer was shit. He didn't even know how to do quads. He was drumming his whole life. Yeah, then our bassist goes, hey, how do you do quads? Does it in under 45 seconds. Pisses our drummer Yeah, off. it was a very tragic <laughs> event because I'd never played drums a day in my life. And yeah. he was like sitting there for most of a day trying to figure Can't fucking do quads, man. Out. Can't fucking can't figure it out, man. He got up, pissed off, walking away. And like I just kind of eventually went back there and sat down. And I was like, explain to me how you do that. So he explained the process to me. And like I fucked around with it for a second, and then just yeah, he's like, "You motherfucker! Yeah, you think you're so fucking cool, man? Yep, you think you're so fucking cool, man? So <laughs> fucking better than me? Fuck you both." That is the prime like um, attack, attack era, like metalcore fill. Just yep. that's, all <laughs> that's, that's literally all it is. Just want to like, do a bunch of fucking quad fills, man. They can't fucking do it, man. We're gonna do a bunch of quads. Gonna do a bunch of blast beats and go back to quad. <laughs> like we're doing a metal song about smoking weed on the highway. We don't need a bunch of this. <laughs> but no, I really like. Um, really think I, I mean, should write you, the fucking lyrics too, man. <laughs> I mean, you have your own personal flavor when you play too. Like, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, where where would you say you've probably like gathered like the biggest portion of your inspiration musically? Biggest portion. Oof. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to be like the biggest portion, but like um, multiple portions, from? I guess. Because I I grew up playing gospel, um, and that was a lot of years of um, abuse. Is really what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just being told if if. I couldn't play this when I sucked and I should quit like that. Oh, that's a shit, shit mentality. Yeah. 
Um, but ultimately, it it made me better. Made me. Um, if you were meant to play this, Jesus would have gifted you with the the gift of seeing these notes and just playing. <laughs> Perfect the first time. First time. No practice. Um, actually, um, the very first gig that I played, um, I had a, and this is the only lesson I've ever had. It was a 15 minute lesson. Um, I was told this is the E string, this is the A string, this is the D string, this is the G string. Um, it wasn't on a stripper. <laughs> no scope, half half steps. There is no E sharp, and there is no um, I think there is no E sharp. And it, and it stops at G. Good luck. <laughs> So then Go uh, along, baby after bird. that point, um, I played a kid service. I think I was like 11 years old. And um, after that, it was just like going home, going through the hole, learning how to play smoke on the water yeah. um, the wrong way at first. Because <laughs> I, th I think everyone has done that or... I did it quite a bit with like uh, older Metallica songs, right? Because like I am dog shit at reading actual sheet music, and like Your if you ask me where a specific note on the the board is, I'm not going to be able to point it out. But if I hear that sound, I can find it. Or like if I have tab uh, the tablature kind of notes in front of me, like I can do that. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of times where I was like kind of improvising. I was like, oh fuck, that's because well, they used to print us like. Um, where the like you hit this note when the vocalist sings this word. Um, so that that was kind of easy, like not easy. I mean, it was probably like first time on an, on an actual bass as an eleven year old. Oh yeah. Um, but um, that had to look funny. Oh, the well, eleven year old kid with it. <laughs> I'm sure it was absolutely hilarious. Um, and especially. Um, like our drummer was about the same age as me, but he was like, I think he was like over six foot at this time. Like, this, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he went on to be like a collegiate basketball player because he's huge, Gigantic. obviously. Yeah. Um, but so there's him and then this like late, uh, at this time, he was late twenties, guy, singing, and playing guitar. So it just looked goofy all around, like this <laughs> fucking weird, like wannabe emo ki emo kid, like on a bass, trying to play and then a this giant bass. behind a fucking kid's drum set, and then like <laughs> this grown ass man with his three thousand dollar PRS. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that giant man's knees taller than I mean, my hats? Right. It's harder to find a band, trust me. As a rapper that wants to go to, to live uh, music instead of uh, recordings, it's difficult. Difficult as shit. I don't know how you guys actually do it, let alone get someone in a room every fucking week or two times a week to rehearse. Boggles my fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of... Back when I was playing consistently, it wasn't too hard because everybody had like stupid part-time jobs or we were all in high school and we had nothing but time to kill. So it's like, hey, let's play later. All right, cool. But now everybody's got, 
you know, we're all progressing in age slowly mm -hmm. and, you know, more responsibilities are coming you out. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. But everybody's got shit going on. A lot of us are, like, have families and shit now. So. Right. A lot of us are hitting 30 soon or are 30. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Besides me. Yeah, you, motherfucker. You just look like you fit in with a room full of 30-year-olds, and you're like, ha, ah, I'm incognito. <laughs> Secretly, I'm only 21. I can barely drink the vodka with you people. <laughs> I'll, be, that I'll be 30 next month. Or not next month. You see the bottles of creek water? I don't fuck around. We go top shelf. <laughs> full alcohol value. They under proof so, 94. But we don't fuck with it. That's definitely weighed on my mind a little bit. Um, but anyways, uh, back to influences. Um, I think I was 13 or 14 when I joined my first band. Um, it was a wannabe emo band, um, <laughs> where our vocalists, um, pretty much wrote all the lyrics about dying. As one does. <laughs> it yeah. seems appropriate for that era of emo music though. Um, Wait, and then the, songs myself. No, that's a And then basically after that, I kind of just secluded into my room and um, just learned like my favorite. I, I decided that I wanted to learn my favorite records on bass. So I sat down and learned uh, City of Evil by Avenged Sevenfold. Um, They're Only Chasing Safety from Under Oath. Uh, oh God, the Aftermath from Norma Jean. And then that kind of molded. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing with uh, like any of the pre-Jason Newstead Metallica and uh, <laughs> like System of a Down and shit like that. System of a Down was a little bit of a kick in the ass. That Toxicity album's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I uh, just saw them last year and... Um, their bass player has like one of the worst bass tones I've ever heard for a big band, which is really sad. Have you ever heard of Corn? That's why I said one of the worst. Uh, sounds like somebody's <laughs> scraping an old metal rake against a garbage can. <laughs> fucking beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. Fucking right. send it. And then I think every year since then, I've been in different bands. Like, I think I've been in. Close to thirty bands Jesus. throughout my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, he was just telling us about one that like started in twenty sixteen and died in twenty sixteen. Started in twenty thirteen, died in two thousand sixteen. Okay, it was I, I one with Benji. Oh, wait, 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 guys, we got about three minutes oh, wait, and thirty wait, seconds wait. on this. We we should save this for the part two. Go through the full discography of the bands because that's <laughs> more time than that. Oh no, I I kind of. There's no way I can remember all 30. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was ill-prepared for this question. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. We asked the real Barbara Walters the tough questions here on the Underground <laughs> Podcast. We want the facts. Damn right. The heart of the matter, if you will. The heart of it. Hit him with the hit and run like uh, old Sally Jesse Raphael back in the day. Right. <laughs> yep, come out of nowhere. We're gonna ask you some weird shit. I mean, my mustache is coming in. We can start the current affair. Geraldo <laughs> 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 Rivera esque interview stylings. <laughs> but you have to wear a bow tie for some reason. 
Something's telling me bow tie. I have them in the basement now. Just in the thick mustache. Ooh. Oh, I got a couple. I, I can grow a Burt Reynolds mustache. That is not a problem, sir. Big old Lorax caterpillar. I get a king's face. That's why I have to shave my face to paint my face for my Looking like fucking Wilford Brimley. Exactly. Diabetes. Diabetes. Be careful. We keep talking like that. Somebody's going to offer us testing strips. No, The world always. The, the waves always listen and they always show up as ads on our social media. What do you mean? I can't have 47 Red Bulls and not have a heart condition. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, writing a letter to my, I'm writing a letter to my congressman. <laughs> Mr. D. Wine. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Stop right there. That was the punchline. I didn't have to say anything more than that because we don't get political on the podcast. But in that case, catch us on one of the fuck arounds. Right? 47 fucking Red Bulls. Let me live my life. <laughs> Let me live. Right. <laughs> so he wants to go down in a fucking heart explosion fury. Let him be. Right. Like fucking Randy the Ram and the Wrestler. <laughs> fucking blackout jumping off the top turnbuckle one time. <laughs> it was worth it. I don't care if I dislocated my limbs. Right. But speaking of which, dis- dislocating limbs in which, uh, we're going to uh, sign off for this uh, half of the podcast here. And we're going to come back at you with uh, part two and uh, talk some more uh, musical stylings. Thank